Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome on into the Phillies Today podcast. I'm your host, Dan Wilson, coming to you. Uh, we are at the All-Star break. The Philadelphia Phillies have reached the All-Star break. All of Major League Baseball uh, has reached the All-Star break, coming to you uh, just a day after, or just two days after. Uh, All-Star game, you know, coming up tonight following the Home Run Derby as we sit here uh, at the unofficial midway point of the season. Of course, we're a little bit past the midway point of the season, uh, but this is where we kind of address the first half and what's gone on thus far. And so far, Phillies 48 and 41, you feel pretty good about where the Phillies are. They stand on the outside looking in barely, uh, just by a half game of a playoff spot. And overall, pretty up and down, rocky uh, first half for the Phillies. They started off incredibly cold, and really for the first two months wasn't great. They got hot in the month of June and kind of tailed off, and they won 13 road games uh, in a row and then kind of didn't really play so great the final two games heading into the All-Star break. But the sum of all parts is 48-41. and 41. Uh, And I think that's pretty impressive considering Zach Wheeler hasn't pitched as well as you would like him to. Aaron Nola has already allowed 21 home runs this season after allowing just 19 uh, all of last year. Ranger Suarez was injured to begin the season. Taiwan Walker started the season incredibly slow. Uh, Bryce Harper started the season on the injured list and then came back and still only hit three home runs. And Trey Turner hasn't been nearly as good as advertised. The players you expected to be your best players have not been nearly as good as you would hope or as you would expect or really as this team needs them to be if they expect to make another deep run into the postseason. The Phillies sitting at 48-41, and it feels like, unfortunately, if Bryce Harper was half as good as he was a season ago, if Trey Turner was half as good as advertised, or Aaron Nola could even just replicate his success, uh, or his production, rather, from last season, uh, the Phillies would be sitting in a playoff spot right now, not, you know, maybe 10 games above 500. And it's no reason for panic. The Phillies were 49 and 43 at the All Star break last season, six games above 500. The Phillies stand seven games above 500 in this particular case, and they might. If they win one and lose the first two against the San Diego Padres, they could find themselves uh, at 49 and 43 once again. Uh, but th- this is kind of where we're at with the Phillies is that as you look back on the season and there was a lot of good, a lot of bad, I've decided to take a positive look, uh, just just removed here uh, from the All-Star break. On the day of the Major League Baseball All-Star game, I've decided to kind of take a positive approach. Uh, so what I have here today is the top five wins thus far of the season. Again, there's been a lot of good, a lot of bad, uh, but there really have been some pretty solid memories 
uh, thus far in you know the 2023 Phillies season. I do believe they're going to be a playoff team once again. So, uh, you know, I've decided to rank the top five wins uh, of the year. So coming in at number five, uh, it was fr- Thursday, June 8th against the Detroit Tigers. Uh, you, some may remember, I believe it was the series finale. Uh, Phillies playing the Tigers at home, and the Phillies, uh, they were tied in a 1-1 game. And the Tigers actually tied the game in the top half of the ninth to make the game 2-1. to And looked like the Phillies were not going to win that game. You remember that series got bumped back uh, one day because of the air quality issues. Um, and the Tigers were they're supposed to have off on Thursday instead they had off on Wednesday. Uh, but instead the game gets bumped back to Thursday. Uh, Harper leads off the ninth inning with a double. Marsh scores on a sack fly. Uh, Cody Clemens steps up to the dish with Trey Turner uh, who reached base on a walk with a chance to win it. Uh, and he, hit, he hits a walk-off double. And that was... An incredible moment for Cody Clemens, and he's not on the roster currently. Cody Clemens is not the solution at everyday first base, and uh, you know I do understand that they got Derek Hall back, and that's a good thing. But that was a pretty cool moment for him, and it kind of sparked Roger Clemens throwing out uh, batting practice the following day, and it was definitely the highlight of Cody Clemens' career. And for a guy who, at a spring training, was maybe uh, the last bench spot, just kind of. Filling, filling a role uh, of of Derek Hall, of Reese Hoskins. Like, Derek Hall was going to be the starting first baseman, and then, you know, Reese Hoskins got hurt in spring training, so it looked like maybe Clemens would get himself a spot. The second Derek Hall went down, Derek, Cody Clemens went from a triple-A player to playing closer to every day than you would ideally like. Uh, obviously, a lot of that time was filled with Alec Bohm playing first base and Edmundo Sosa playing third base. Uh, but that was a really cool moment for for Rocket Junior, I'll call him, and that was a really really cool moment uh, for the Phillies. A really good win. Again, weird circumstances le- led to that game being played on a Thursday, uh, but Cody Clemens got the job done, and the Phillies got the job done. A resilient win uh, against a bad Tigers team. It would have been annoying to lose any one game uh, to that team. It was a weird interleague series. We've seen that uh, in Major League Baseball so far this season with the schedule. Uh, the fact that we the Phillies now, we, we see them play games against the Tigers, against the White Sox, against all, all the teams in the American League. Uh, that's where we're sitting right now. And so it is pretty, pretty cool that they were able to uh, get through that Tigers series with three wins. Number four, uh, you'll go to the very next night, Friday, June 9th, uh, against the Los Angeles Dodgers. And Matt Strom blew a three-run lead. The Phillies were up 4-1, to one, and the Dodgers, not usually a team that you can give second chances to. Not usually a team that you can let hang around like that. So Kyle Schwarber comes up to the dish. Uh, again, Matt Strom blew a three-run lead, but Schwarber bottom uh, of the 10th inning, I believe it was, and he had to walk off home run. And it was back-to-back walk-off that it, it created a streak or extended a streak of six wins in a row. And the Phillies were connecting in all cylinders at that point. This was the beginning of June. It was June Schwarber. Uh, that was maybe the high point of the Philly season, to be honest, uh, that first week, week and a half of June, it didn't look like the Phillies could do any wrong. And they were finding ways to win games. One night, it's where you go down in the ninth inning to a bad team. The next night, you're playing a very good team uh, and you blow a lead. And traditional baseball mindset would tell you, oh, they've lost all the momentum. Oh, they blew their chance to win this one. Uh, but Kyle Schwarber, say what you will about him. I understand he's not hitting 200. Uh, his on base is above 300, and the argument is, should he be the leadoff hitter? Should he not be the leadoff hitter? 
Uh, the guy's hit for production. He's by. He's got more than twice, close to twice the amount of home runs of any other guy on the team. Really, the only guy uh, who's hitting for any power thus far uh, in the Phillies' first half. He's hit for twenty-two home runs. Next highest guy, I believe, is thirteen. Um, it's just been really, really cool to watch a unique player. I'll say in Kyle Schwarber, and a really, really cool moment there uh, for Kyle Schwarber for the Phillies, getting back-to-back walk-off wins. Uh, always cool when there's a walk-off home run. Uh, I believe that's the only walk. That's the only walk-off home run uh, the Phillies have had so far this season. Again, uh, they've had a couple of walk-offs. That Cody Clemens walk-off was a double. Uh, there's been a, a, there was a pretty cool. Oh, well, I won't spoil it. A, a couple other pretty cool walk-off or go-ahead hits in the ninth inning. Uh, but as far as walk-off home runs are concerned so far this season, Kyle Schwerber is it. So he has that really really cool moment, uh, and that comes in at number four. At number three, we're going to turn to Bryson Stott. Saturday, April 8th against the Cincinnati Reds. It was the first home game uh, of the season, or the second home game, first home series, I should say, uh, for the Phillies of the entire season. Uh, They're playing against the Reds, Nick Castellanos' old team, and the Phillies hadn't scored all game. Like, eight innings, nothing uh, was going with with that offense. And they were down uh, two runs, two-nothing in the bottom of the ninth inning, uh, Alexis Diaz, who was an all-star for the Cincinnati Reds and uh, you know is a pretty well-known closer uh, in baseball, comes in and Nick Castellanos gets himself to third base and he's dancing down the line and uh, he's getting into it with Alexis Diaz and really appeared to get in his head. Uh, and then ultimately it was Bryson Stott uh, who capped it off uh, with the walk-off base hit. It was kind of a wild game, nine, three-run ninth inning for the Phils. Uh, if I remember correctly, there's a bit of a rain delay or there, at least there had been rain in the forecast, or it rained a little bit that day. Um, it was the, f- the first game the Phillies had the cream uniforms uh, this season, which I think might be my personal favorite uh, jersey. Something different about day games, something different about Saturday afternoon games, Sunday day games. Uh, and the Phillies came out and won that game. And it was a game that didn't feel like they had any business winning. We didn't have a large sample size of what the 2023 Phillies looked like at that point. Uh, and remember, the Phillies started out horribly um, against in the first road trip of the season, going what one and five, they got swept by the Rangers, won one in New York, um, and so the hope was that the Phillies would come home and kind of get things into gear there. Uh, they absolutely did, and kudos to Bryson Stott, kind of working a good at bat as he always does, gets the walk off single, uh, and the Phillies won that game three to two. So that comes in at number three on the list um, for coolest wins, most fun wins, I will say, uh, of the Phillies season thus far. At number two. Uh, it happened just a couple of nights ago. It's the most recent Phillies win uh, that we've all seen. Phillies down in Miami. Uh, the Phillies road winning streak was on the line. Now, they've had a number of win streaks or peaks to their season thus far, uh, but perhaps none more impressive than winning 13 consecutive road games. And thir- that ties a franchise record. Like Only one time in Phillies history before have they won 13 consecutive road games, spanning over like four or five different series. Um, so it was Friday, July 7th in Miami. Uh, the Phillies trailed by three going to the ninth. Real Muto led off the inning with, an, with a single. Boom double, a Boom double drove him in. And then down to their last hope, Rob Thompson, instead of keeping Brandon Marsh in the game uh, against the lefty A.J. Puck, uh, he goes to a righty in Christian Pache. And Christian Pache, again, guy who was not much of a hitter at all. The Phillies acquired this guy in a trade before the season seemed like a bit of a throw in. He, he used to be with the Braves, the A's. And I mean, he just def- defense 
the defensive replacement and a runner replacement, like good pinch runner defense type of guy, but never good with the bat. Like he has very, well, at least when he got to the Phillies, very little offensive ability. And kudos to Kevin Long, kudos to this Phillies hitting program that I guess they have going these days um, for getting him for getting him right and making him a capable hitter. And so he steps up to the plate. You know, you think about other guys such as Marsh, uh, who were not good hitters when they first got here. Uh, center field used to really, really be a huge problem for the Phils. <coughs> and Christian Pache, he steps up to the plate. Phillies down to their final out. And de- they were down 3-2 to two in the game. Um, and Christian Pache, sorry, down 5-4 to four in the game. And Christian Pache rips one to center field. Home run, gives them the lead. Uh, they were down 4-3, to three, gave them the lead 5-4. Can't get the score right here. Won the game 5-4. Craig Kimbrell comes in for the bottom of the ninth. He closes it out. Uh, and what a miraculous win that was for the Phillies. Like, it looked like the winning streak was really, really going to come to an end. Sadly, the Phillies kind of checked out mentally after that uh, in during the rest of the series. But for that one moment in time, Christian Pache, I mean, he had his moment. Comeback home run. Uh, in the ninth inning on Friday night. <clears throat> so that is number two. And of course, number one. And wh- where else could I go with this? The number one most fun Phillies win so far this season. Uh, it was not a walk-off home run. It was not a walk-off double. It was not a go-ahead home run in the ninth inning. Um, and it wasn't any of the things I just listed. Number one, we're going to go Sunday, June 25th, against the New York Mets. A four-run eighth inning, four-run eighth inning against the Mets. They were trailing six to three in the game. They won by a score of seven to six. There were more hit by pitches in the eighth inning. The Phillies have been trailing the whole game, and they would get one back, and then the Mets would score one. They get two back, Mets score two, that kind of thing. And they couldn't really get to the Mets the entire game. And Buck Showalter electing not to go to his best relievers uh, in this game. A Buck Showalter very much played that game conservatively conservatively, and really, he's still the manager of the New York Mets, but really where the idea of Buck Showalter getting canned in New York spiked uh, kind of came from this game. There was a viral Frank the Tank video after that of him freaking out uh, about the Mets losing. The Phillies, if I recall correctly, the ball left the infield twice in that inning. I think it was a Ramuto single and a flyout by Bryce Harper to end the inning. You had two hit by pitches, an error, a walk, an error on a fielder's choice. But the sum of all parts was the Phillies score four runs in the eighth inning. And we just all got to laugh at the New York Mets. And that is a beautiful thing. The Phillies take down the Mets seven to six. It was an improbable win. It wasn't a win to, you know, feel great about necessarily. The Phillies did not play well in that series. They should have lost that series to the Mets. Uh, they ended up winning two of three as a result of that Sunday collapse. Uh, it was a game I was personally at, uh, and that was really, really cool to see. So that kind of completes my list of the top five Phillies wins. Again, uh, Thursday, June 8th against the Tigers, Cody Clemens walk-off double. Friday, June 9th uh, against the Los Angeles Dodgers, Kyle Schwarber uh, hits a walk-off home run right after the Phillies blew a three-run lead. Uh, on number three, Saturday, April 8th against the Cincinnati Reds, uh, Bryson Stott, Hits a walk-off base hit. They were down two to nothing, um, and hadn't scored a run all game. Looked like the offense was going to be dreadful and not show up. Uh, Bryson Stott caps off a three-run ninth inning. Uh, that was big for 
kind of just the team morale at that point in the early homestand of the season. Number two, the Christian Pache home run in Miami last Friday. That's the most recent win that the Phillies have had uh, down to their final out. And Pache homers, Rob Thompson electing to pinch hit for Brandon Marsh certainly worked out for him. Uh, and the number one Phillies win so far this year, or again, most fun Phillies win, uh, Sunday, June 25th against the New York Mets, a four-run eighth inning on just one hit, causes a Mets implosion. Buck Showalter gets tossed. Um, Gary Cohen, the Mets broadcaster, freaked out. Uh, and what a fun win that was. That's the top five wins uh, of the Phillies season thus far. Again, 48-41 and 41, uh, on the year. Uh, they stand just outside of a wild-card spot. Wasn't great that they lost two of three to the Marlins. Uh, and they have a really backloaded home schedule in the second half of the season. So uh, in terms of things that are most important to happen in the second half of the year, the, the trade deadline's obviously just a couple of weeks away. And there's a number of things the Phillies certainly need. The bullpen has been really, really good. Feels like oftentimes this time of year, we're looking, can they add a reliever? Uh, and certainly it's always welcome when it happens. And it would be nice if Dave Dombrowski did add another reliever who Rob Thompson uh, was able to trust just as kind of injury insurance. And especially when you get into a playoff series, you can never have too much pitching. Uh, but I think really the high priority is, A, figure out, is Bryce Harper good to play first base moving forward? Is this this injury going to keep him as the DH the rest of the season, or is he able to play first base? Is he comfortable playing first base at a major league level? Because that really causes a number of things to move. Alec Bohm now becomes your everyday third baseman. You have now <laughs> Kyle Schwarber getting out of left field because he can be the designated hitter, uh, which I think is really most glaring defensive liability by far that this Phillies team has. Uh, and then maybe you trade for a bat. Maybe you go get a right-handed bat who can play the outfield um, and try and piece some of the holes of this team together. Uh, because just as of right now, I do not feel comfortable. I don't think anyone feels comfortable with Kyle Schwarber playing left field every day for the next you know, three months or every day for the next two and a half months uh, and into the postseason. So uh, in terms of equipping themselves in a position to be good enough to go try and go back to the World Series. Again, this is right about where they were a season ago. Uh, the Phillies were the sixth seed and climbed their way to the World Series. I think the National League East, it's amazing that the division is like wrapped up here uh, at the All-Star break, but it feels like it's been wrapped up since Memorial Day. The Braves are just that good. It doesn't feel like they ever lose games. That offense ever takes a night off. Um, certainly, I wouldn't count the Phillies out. I'm not saying that means anything in a playoff scenario. We, we know last year the Phillies beat them in five, uh, and that's a lot different than being better over a 162-game span. Uh, but where the Phillies stand right now, their best shot's going to be a wild card. Their best shot, hopefully the Marlins fall off here in the second half of the season. Otherwise, they're going to be hosting a playoff series, uh, and the Phillies could all very likely find themselves, as they did a season ago, uh, maybe if they slot into that six seed traveling to the winner of the NL Central. Last year, they went to the St. Louis Cardinals. Right now, it would be the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, but if they find themselves in that five seed, then you're playing a three-game series uh, in Miami, which has not been the kindest stadium. Lone Depot Park has not been the kindest stadium to the Phillies over the years. So uh, the trade deadline is certainly the next priority. Can Bryce Harper play first base? I don't. He's. It doesn't seem like he's going to play the outfield at all this season. That seems like an opening day. 2024 type of deal but if he can play first base in the short term and Bryce is a competitor and you know he you know he, he's a fan of Kyle Schwerber but he also knows that his defense is a liability and Kyle Schwerber's probably sick of hearing about how 
bad his defense is, and would like to just focus on uh, hitting and hitting for power on this team because he's really the only guy who does it. Uh, that's kind of the first focus on this team. As far as what more needs to be gotten out of players, Aaron Nola uh, cannot continue to allow 20 home runs for every half a season. I mean, if, if he allows 40 home runs this year and finishes with a 4-5 ERA, and his biggest accomplishment is that he goes five or mostly six innings every night. Yeah, there's pitcher durability is a big thing, and teams, there's such a premium on it that he'll probably get a contract somewhere, but I'm not looking for the Phillies to sign him to some massive $100 million contract if that's what he gives the Phillies this season. I mean, he's really slotted in as their three, and not to give Pete McCannon any credit, uh, but he once said Aaron Nola was a three, and Phillies fans trolled him for a couple of years. Well, unfortunately, he's kind of fallen back into that. And say what you will about maybe it's the amount of innings he pitched last year or just how overworked he's been at the pitch clock or whatever, and eventually it's got to wear off. And hopefully this all-star break, he's probably the number one guy that I hope this all-star break benefits. Him, even more so than Bryce Harper, even more so than Trey Turner, and those are players certainly uh, who the Phillies need to be getting more out of, and and their offense needs to step up more, and Kyle Schwarber can't be the only guy hitting home runs. Uh, But if Aaron Nola could just have a half-decent second half, the second half that he had a season ago, uh, this team will likely go back to the postseason, and I would feel better about Aaron Nola pitching in potential clinching games, pitching in games into October, because uh, that's really what the Phillies need him to be. Ranger Suarez has pitched nicely this season. Uh, he's a very good number two. Wheeler's been disappointing, but you still, when push comes to shove uh, in a big-time game, you feel confident about him. Uh, so that that's kind of just where I stand. Those are the things that, and I'm not the first ones to say this. I won't be the last one to say it. Uh, but I think the number one thing, the number one priority on Dave Dombrowski's plate, uh, and he probably has a better idea than any of us do whether Harper can play first or not, uh, is trying to get Kyle Schwarber out of left field in any way you can. Uh, because, I mean, if Harper's stuck at DH, you don't, you don't really have any other way to do it. Um, but if they could get another bat on this team, uh, and another arm, because if one of the starting rotation guys goes down, in the second half of the season, you're back to bullpen games, and, and that can't really happen either. So I think bats number one, right-handed bats number one. Uh, preferably, you can play the outfield. Starter is number two, and I can't even believe we're saying it. It feels weird to actually have a bullpen uh, the Phillies tr- that I trust, uh, Phillies bullpen that I trust, but that is where I stand with them as of right now. So that's going to do it for today's episode of the Phillies Today podcast. Enjoy the All-Star game tonight, everyone. Enjoy all the All-Star week festivities. Again, weird week to do this podcast and be a baseball fan with no Phillies games going on. Uh, but we only have one week a year uh, in the season like this, so it is pretty cool. Nick Castellanos, Craig Kimbrell will be going for the National League tonight. Rob Thompson, of course, managing. That'll be a fun watch. I'll be back with you tomorrow right here on the Phillies Today, right here. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t